0: Welcome back, folks. This is the Bless You Boys podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Day. I'm the managing editor of BlessYouBoys.com. We've got a couple of special guests um, here tonight. We're doing another combo podcast with the Don't Call It a Rebuild podcast. So we've got Mark Garash here, and he'll be taking the lead um, for most of this as the host. And then the man we'll be interviewing in, the man whose opinions we're most interested in, is Mr. Brian Sikowski. Mr. Sikowski is the National Scouting Supervisor for Perfect Game USA. So he's seen basically anyone you're going to see in this draft since they were teenagers um, and has a ton of insight into the draft and who the Tigers may be looking at and hopefully some ideas for um, who they might be thinking about later on in the comp round and possibly in the second round. So we'll talk to him about those things. Um, He's also an assistant baseball coach for Orchard Lake St. Mary, who are the uh, recent state champions. Um, So we'll have to talk to him about that a little bit as well. Yeah, so thanks for joining us, and we'll get underway. It's time to do our
1: annual Major League draft analysis and discussion. Uh, Brian is uh, the VP of Scouting for Perfect Game. He's seen almost everybody play, and if you didn't see him play this year, he saw him play three years ago when they were (laughs) high schoolers. Been doing this for quite some time and at the list of opinions that i respect when he sees people
2: he's right at the top b how you doing i'm great man i'm excited uh this is one of my my favorite uh annual little phone calls that we do um like catching up with you guys obviously we we chat throughout the course of the year in twitter dms and that and and uh but it's always nice to, to culminate it with the with the actual podcast episode where we just yell at each other for an hour and um You know, the, in the end, we just go with what Mark says, anyways. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it. Yeah, it's it, we'll the age of
3: beginning. I feel like an idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, we'll just, it, just assume that none of us like Alavila from the beginning, so we don't need to talk <laughs> about it too much. It, it's <laughs> nice.
1: To, it's nice to be humored at this age. Uh, first, first, before we jump off. Congratulations again, state champion! It's getting to be
2: uh,
1: old yeah. hat, there, dude.
2: It's uh, you know, it's the fact that we didn't get to play high school baseball in 2020 is so far down the list of things that like COVID fucked up, you know, in terms of importance. But like, if we would have gotten to play in 2020, I think I think we might have been might have had that free Pete a couple days ago because um, I think last year's team would have been really good as well, but. So that would have been even more special, but as it is, uh, all of them, any win, you know, even a midweek win against whoever in the middle of regular season, like wins are fun. Uh, We've been doing a lot of it the last several years at St. Mary's, and um, I'm just very, very lucky to be a part of it. There, it's coaching's easy when the players are all way better than the people that they play against. Like I'm not like, you know, talking shit. It's just like when when your team is incredibly talented, all you got to do is kind of manage egos a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so uh, that it, it made for a fun spring for sure.
3: Yeah, just got to keep everybody pulling the same direction pretty much and yep. stay out of their way. Otherwise, yeah.
2: Yep. And they did a great job. They they you know uh, obviously a lot of them knew each other. It, it's we haven't played in a year, so it was we lost all of the the seniors from 2019 and the juniors from 2019 too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, onto college now, but. So there was a bunch of sophomores and freshmen on that team in 2019 that won, and it's a lot of the names that you know: uh, Alex Mooney and Schubart and Porter and, and Dresselhaus and Crichton and those guys. They were all around, but but we had to backfill. You know, backfill is not the right word, but it was a lot of guys who this was their first go around on the, at the varsity level, and um, a freshman. There were there was a couple sophomores who started and played every game for us. Uh, uh, a junior who is extremely talented, but this is his first year at St. Mary's. Like some some new pieces added to the mix but they all became best friends very quickly and without, that made for a fun team
1: without droning on too long about this but i think <laughs> it's important to note it this very well may be one of the most storied talented high school baseball teams of for sure the last 25 to 30 years is that a fair thing to say yeah
2: yeah you know it's it's easy to sit here and say that now because we won Saturday. Like if we hadn't won Saturday, you know, but, um, yeah, I I don't know if there were more than two or three teams in the country this year who I could look at and say might be better than us. I I don't know if there's ever been a better team in the state of Michigan uh, as far as high school goes. I, I think that, um, I would take this twenty twenty one Saint Mary's team against whatever iteration of whatever team you'd like in state history. As far as overall, like I we're probably not as good as that Harvard Westlake team that had Giolito no. Freed and Flaherty. but
0: <laughs> and I they think didn't you know
2: <laughs> No, and they, they didn't, didn't win. win. Yeah. They didn't win. Yeah. So, That's so you know, I there's I think that we're definitely in the in the conversation for one of the better high school teams of all time, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that like we're number one. You know one, the but Only
1: team, the only team I remember that had as many D one quality players on it recently. I think was the 2006 Rice team. Mm-hmm. And Lynch Pickens. It had quite a few guys. Yep. That went to U of M and a few other places. Yeah. Well, yeah. While LeMahieu was a, fr- I think I think these were he a- graduated '07. He, he was a year. So two thousand five or six. Beach was I think a sophomore on that team. But you guys conceivably have two guys that are gonna get picked in the top sixty, right?
2: Um next year. Yeah. Uh, this year we got Oh I mean, right, I think right, Bernie right. I'm sorry. Be. Yeah. Next year there's I mean, I, I don't want to limit it. There's a bunch of guys. I, I think Porter and Schubart and Ike Irish are all potentials uh to be higher draft guys next year for sure
3: yeah so they have, you guys are looking to go and repeat repeat this again yeah we're trying
2: we're going to try it's a yeah. you know looking forward to next year as mississippi state just hit a home run i'm sorry i'm watching the college yeah. world series as well <laughs> um but anyways um yeah we're going to lose mooney and that's a big loss and and we're going to lose you know three of the four main starters that we had on the mound this year but you know, most of the lineups back. Uh, a lot of the the sophomores that pitched on JV this year will be big pieces next year. You know, I, I, I'm optimistic about next year too, for sure. Cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: Great. Great team in in somebody something that uh, thirty or forty years from now, people will probably be talking about what a great team this was, which will be fun for you when even you're seventy years old one day. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit about the upcoming draft in a few weeks. The College World Series has been fun. The Tigers have, you correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Brandon, you correct me if I'm wrong about this. They got pick three, pick 32, and pick 37, I think. 39. Oh, is it 39? I think it's 39.
2: I think it's 39,
1: but yes. And... There's been a lot of discussion, but let's talk about. I, I think I feel confident in saying that my big three in this are Mayor, Lawler, Lighter. Um, there's been a lot of subterfuge and then. Crazy people like to talk about, yeah, let's see if we can pay this guy way under slot and then my answer to that is yeah, what are you gonna do with all the extra money at thirty two if the guy you want's not there? Right. Then you're <laughs> right. like, Oh, I should have yep. bought a bigger house at three <laughs> um,
3: <laughs>
1: because yep. I, I asked this question multiple times and I, I'm I'd love to hear the answer from the two of you, but so besides the Korea who they actually had number one on their board too, by the way. And Luno, in yeah. the deviousness, and there may not have been a more devious general manager in memory, <laughs> um, had him number one, but he, of course, made Korea not think that was the case. They signed him way under slot and they were able to sign McCullers. But t- tell me, tell me another draft where somebody tried to do that that in retrospect, they looked at it and went, wow, we really, that was great. That was really
2: clever what we did. The, the jury's still kind of out on some of these classes that have done that because that is a relatively recent thing with the draft slots. Uh, like Kerstad last year with the Orioles spreading shit around. You know, like we don't know yet if that was yeah. Um But like, you know, the big example you look at ends up being 15 and 16, right? Uh, the Phillies do Moniak way under slot at one. And then in 16, the Twins did Royce Lewis way under slot at one. Um, I, I don't, I haven't well, followed they either. They too? That's my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I my, The Phillies was like, they saved that money and paid like Cole Stobie and Kevin Gowdy, I think, or something mm. like that. Um, okay. which, I'm sure you they're know, feeling good about that Not today. great, not great. <laughs> uh I don't remember exactly what the Twins did. Was that no? That wasn't the Kirilov year. Kirilov was 15, I think, right or 16, whatever it was. Um, yeah. Yeah, 16 and 17. I said 15 and 16. That's my bad. 16 and 17. Uh, twins took Royce Lewis at, at one and 17. So so I, it depends on how you see that one, but it really doesn't work all that often, really. You yeah. know, at, at least in terms of the like large swing. You know, like let's save two million dollars here. It works at like when you're like picking, it works in the style of if the Tigers would have made a better pick than Renaldo Rivera with their second <laughs> pick in 2017. Like, all right, let's save 300 here to spread it later. That works well, with did. more frequency than, wait, than wait, like. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. No, what I'm saying if you take a better player, a yeah, if you take a better player, it works. Yeah. You've yeah, got to get mean, at, yeah, least, gotta at least yeah. get Parker Meadows, <laughs> right? Yeah. But you see, you see that work more than you see like saving a middle and a half early work.
3: Well, um, it seems, it's really tough to do that. Yeah, I mean, in the top of the draft, like yeah. the scrutiny on those guys is just so tight. You'd have to find someone that you really believe was undervalued <laughs> by everyone, which is just not, you know, not usually the case. So, yeah, it's the, tough to pull that up. The first big
2: one, the first big one was what? Like, well, Correa, you obviously mentioned, but. What year was Hunter Dozier and Sean Manaya where the Royals floated Manaya way down because they saved on Dozier at eight? Was that like 14, 14 13 maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, 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 actually one,
1: worked, that actually, if you really want to be yeah. fair-minded, yeah.
2: worked pretty well. Yeah, Manaya ended up okay. He's not in Kansas City, but like that was a big trade piece. You go to a World Series and win a World Series after that happens, like, you know. Yeah.
3: Yep, that works. And, 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 you know, he turned out to be a major league pitcher and a you know yep. fairly good one when he's healthy. Yep. So. Hunter <laughs> Dozier plays in <laughs> the big <laughs> the leagues. Major so like,
1: leaguers, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. So, all right, so. Well, that, let, let, let me just say, say, I
3: mean, that's the kind of thing that just appeals to a certain type of, of draft yep. watcher, you know, where, like, yep. the minute, like, Gunnar Hoagland goes down, everybody's scheming to somehow, you know, right. get him to sign in the second or something, you know. There's, that's there's what that you see, thing. like, the, the fucking, like, part, I don't know, are we swearing on this?
2: Hell um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. The, the, the real the real like bare bones way of putting it is like if you do that, you are hoping that you can get two fives instead of a six and a four. You're yeah. hoping that you can get two fives instead of trying for that six or that seven and falling short and then not having shit to back it up. That's what you're hoping for. No one gets two sixes doing that. Like no one thinks they're getting two sixes doing that. Yeah. But because how many sixes are you even grading on your board? Do you think that you're going to float your sixth best player? Who's like the last guy that you have a six on like that? You know, you're hoping you can get two fives yeah. uh, and it rarely works out that way.
1: All right. So let's, let's get specific. That being said, you've seen all of there. there this seems to be a, a pretty solid class of 10 to 12, mm-hmm. maybe even more players this year. Okay, a lot of high school shortstops in the top oh, yeah. sixty, and so top three. You you've been at a lot of showcases and a lot of events. Where do you understanding what the Tigers have done in recent years? And one of the few compliments I can give them is they have done an excellent job of combining the player that has the highest floor with upside. They have mm-hmm. not. In the past few years, done anything too goofy, okay? Which leads me to think they won't do it now. So, hmm. what do you think? Yeah. What are you hearing? And what do you think the top three that they're going to be probably that's probably on
2: their board? And how do you think this is going to go? Well, i I think that like if you were just following trends of like what they've done and what they've done really well at. I think that lighter at three would be so great because he immediately joins the timeline of Torkelson Green and Dingler. He's right there. He's already pitching in double-A, essentially. You know what I mean? So it's, I like the idea of joining that timeline, but at the same time, they've done a good job identifying they got Riley Green at five, who's looking like he might be that best, the best player in that draft. Really? Mm-hmm. I, you no, know
1: No, no argument for Mark. Borat. With
2: the exception of, of, you know was that Rutchman? You know, whatever year that was, like.
1: Well, I, hey, listen, yeah.
2: before it's over, he he could be there with Rodgers. Right, yeah, yep. yep. And so, like,
3: and if, and the catcher if, position is going to change. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think some of those things can trick you up too. So.
2: So if you have identified Marcella Meyer, it's that. You know, I take Marcella Meyer. We're not we're, the the days of like needing years and years and years to project on high school guys is, is seemingly narrowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riley green is currently tearing up double a not every high end high school hitter is Riley green. In fact, most of them are not, but if Marcelo Meyer is that guy too, where he's moving quickly at the same time, like, Oh shit, this is probably a six. This looks great. Then I think those are the two. I think they might have house ahead of Lawler. I think they might have job ahead of Lawler. Um, I think that Job is is more a potentiality than people would want to give it credit for. But with that being said, I still don't think it happens. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I think it'll be like if Meyer or or Leiter are there, he'll be the pick. I think that's kind of where I'm at with it.
3: Brandon, what do you think? I mean I mean all that makes perfect sense to me. I mean I just think about it at at this point from who I want and and yeah it's, it's Mayor Lighter and, and Lawler. I I, mm-hmm. I still like Lawler quite a bit. Um but mm-hmm. I don't trust I don't so, trust myself evaluating high school high school talent. So <laughs> Lawler's good.
2: There it's it's more of the he's more of like a full package. If yeah, you want to put that way. Of, yeah. You know like he can play short more more of a sure thing than other guys can and uh, he's got some power, but, you know, it's not as much as others, et cetera, et cetera. He's not left-handed. Um, he's it, It's Lawler versus House is kind of like the, do you prefer the relative safety of this high school bat or, like, the relative upside of this high well, school right. bat? Well, right, you yeah.
1: see both of them, and you and I talked a little bit about Lawler, and I'm intrigued by Lawler because for two reasons. Not, not the same bat as Bobby Witt, Jr., but... Some of the similar fanfare with their junior and senior years have been overly scrutinized. Hmm. Um, from what I've seen and what people like you have schooled me about, the glove is is a fifty sixty. Okay, hmm. probably by far the best shortstop glove of the of the good bats in this of this hmm. shortstop draft. Right. That's fair. Yep. Fair? yep a lot of speed, okay, he's a gamer, and really the the questions that make some people uneasy have to do with the bat, okay, not that the bat is, the bat is still very good, there are just, there's been a little swing and miss, there's Mm -hmm. some things, and you and I had a discussion about this, because I think people often overlook how major league teams look at talent, which is they don't always look at it. How does this kid look as a senior in high school? again? Or in these showcases, it's what's the framework of the skill set? How consistent, how's the plate discipline? How's the spin recognition? And how the actions of, you know, They are in the batter's box. Do they get nervous with two strikes? You know, what's their attack angle? And what can I do to enhance this kid as a hitter once we get a hold of him? And I think Riley Green is an outstanding example of that. Whether you want to credit the Tigers or credit what he does in the offseason with his dad and other people, but as good a hitter as Riley Green was as a high school senior... He's a much more polished Mm -hmm. tight hitter now than he was two years ago. Is that a fair comment? You saw him a lot.
2: Yeah. I saw Riley a ton. Um, he, you know, he's played for played travel baseball for the guy who is now my boss. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, he was, Jared came on board with us right around when Riley was drafted. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, I, I've been around Riley forever just in terms of watching him play. He played for FTB. They were in every every damn tournament we run. Um, but, yeah, it, it was always a super advanced guy from an approach standpoint, from an understanding of what he wants to do, like going to the plate with a plan, understanding his own swing, always super advanced. But, like, you have to – there's an element of when guys get themselves out in high school baseball, how much of that will go away when they're facing – guys who are like actually trying to get them out versus this is the dude throwing 64 miles an hour that I have to face this week. And he hasn't thrown me a strike in a month. Like I just want to swing the bat today in front of these 40 scouts who are here. Oh shit. I got under a fly ball. You know, like there's an element of that. There really is. I don't know how to quantify it. I don't know if you can, but I I saw it with Mooney this, uh, this spring to a degree, you know, like that, that pressing of needing to, to do something when it's okay. If you walk four times, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, so, so some of that then sheds away when guys turn on the jets, when they get into pro ball, you know, like there's no more of that. So maybe an element of getting himself out goes away immediately because he's more tight. Like this, this matters more now or whatever. Yeah, not I, heard, I heard in your best showcase events, like last year, he was really good at the play though. Yes. Like, yes. The, better, the, the better the pitching, the better he was. That's correct. And he, it was just some, some elements of in high school
3: baseball some things like that. Um, I, mean, I mean, that's what you're events. kind of looking at, right? I mean, you're yeah. kind of looking at who are they facing here? Yep. You know, how, how tough is the competition? Or is this just one of those guys where we're, maybe he's going to try to reach across the plate and, you know, and poke this 65, yeah. 70 mile per hour fastball to left field too much. Yeah. And that. it's easier.
2: It's easier to quantify in our events too. Cause it's like every field has a radar gun on it. Like every stat is kept, you know, by an impartial observer, blah, 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 blah. Um, And then you get to high school baseball and you can't control the competition. You can kind of do that on the summer circuit and travel ball. You can, to a degree, control that you're going to see good stuff for the most part. In high school, you have no control over that. So there is an interesting little, I I don't know if dichotomy is the right word, but, like, you have to scout spring looks differently than you scout summer looks is kind of my point. There's just more chaos in the system,
1: yeah. Way more noise, yeah. That's what I'm saying about Lawler. In some weird way, and it happened to Wick too, which the season that year, he got overanalyzed into dust, okay, and once he went back to playing against really quality pitching all the time, uh, you were like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. I get it now. Yeah. We were right. We
2: were right all along. Yeah. It, yeah. It,
1: it's, I think that Jordan Lawler in some weird way is a little undervalued. And, you know, if somebody gets him at five, six, seven, I think they'll end up being pretty happy with that. And yep. that's why if they take him at three, because uh, Marin and Leiter are gone, uh, you won't hear me complaining.
2: No, so, and I don't think anybody. I think, like, I think Lawler is, if you take him at three, you view him as a top three talent. Like, I don't know of anybody who would actively argue against that. It's just there seems to be, like, some people just like House a little bit more, so therefore he's the guy. Some people like well, they, Joe they, they, that high, you know. Bad. more. Yeah. Yes, yes. And House is, uh, he's kind of, he really is an underrated athlete. It, like, he's he's a giant. And he <laughs> runs, like, six sixes and moves well at short and, like, just because he's so big, yeah, I think eventually he probably will end up a third baseman. But to just automatically pigeonhole him, pigeonhole him there when he might have ten years left to play in short, he might not be a shortstop when he's thirty-five, but he probably will be when he's twenty-three. Um, like it's just unfair. Like that dude has a chance to play short, man. That's a really fucking good athlete. He's mm-hmm. just massive. That's a dude that like if if you know, Texas offered him in football as a tight end, all the pundits would be like, oh, yeah, we get it. Look at how he stretches the field. Like, that's a freak, man. Is he playing suburban Atlanta or not? Uh, yeah. Um, I believe he's Buford High School. Is that No, he's not Buford. Uh, he's Winder Barrow. Yeah, it's Metro Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, which is, you could argue, besides, Very strong. <laughs> besides yep. California, Very it's the strong. best baseball in the world. He he matched up with. Uh, I, I hope I'm not messing this up, but I'm pretty sure he saw Bubba Chandler this year. I'm pretty sure he saw Carter Holton this year. Um, you know, like guys who are household names. Uh, some guys for next year, like up underclassmen. He saw. I think he saw Dylan Lesko, um, whose name you'll hear about soon. Uh, you know, as, as we look to 22. But yeah, there's he saw competition and he matched this spring. He had a really good spring. So if they took House instead of Lawler, you wouldn't be disappointed. No, I, I just think that that's like, that's absolutely one perspective, you know, like that's absolutely, it's not like a off the board thing. It's not, you know, Alavila like reverting to drafting poorly or, or it's like not that it's just like, okay. So you prefer the more explosive power upside of this bat than you do like with Lawler, which is the more sure thing, shortstop, more five tool potential guy. Um, but just on the lower, lower ceiling. And that's I mean, okay. That,
3: yes. a, yeah, is it fair to say that like, I mean, house is like a little bit more of swinging for a home run, whereas while yep. like taking your double. <laughs> like yeah. That kind of thing. yeah. And
2: I think house is way more hittable than just like throwing him in the, in the power guy archetype.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I, I think that that's like, I don't have like the, the prey for a 50 bat on him. I like, I have a comfortable 55 hit tool on, on house. Like I think yeah. that dude got a chance to hit. Um
3: and he's got a cannon for an arm, too, yep. right? He's yep. kind of a freak athlete, like you were saying. Yeah. If he
2: couldn't hit it all, he'd throw 100 in a bullpen. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen, dude, two years ago, like two summers ago now, it's probably been two years. Maybe it's been 23 months. He was 93, 96 with a banger out of a oh. bullpen. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, this is this is this 16-year-old. He's young, too. He's like 18 to two months or something. He's younger. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, this is – people kind of – People fuck around and forget about Brady House. Like, and you know, got to fuck around and find out if Brady. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. he's, he's got a chance to be really, really good. He is yeah. really good. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Would
1: Would you feel comfortable saying, knowing you know the history of how uh, Charrington has drafted, and he is a very shrewd amateur draft guy. Not to mention good. Mm-hmm at IFAs, you know, he's he's very good at, at getting foreign players also. But um, it, it, it'd be highly unlikely that they would not draft Marcelo Mare. Would, would you feel pretty comfortable saying that at the
2: top right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't think that they know. Like, I think that they might, you know, they're trying to explore the possibilities of, like, is saving a million dollars and taking Henry Davis is that million dollars worth the value loss between Henry Davis and whatever their highest graded guy is? You know, that that's what I think they're in the process of figuring out. And I'm just using Henry Davis as an example, insert Jack Leiter, insert Lawler, insert whoever you want, Um, insert Khalil Watson. Uh, But I I just, I don't know. Um, Yeah. I think that's what it's going to come down to is like, do we have Meyer graded above what 1.3 extra million dollars could give us later? you know, in terms of what they project out to value. Um, but, but I think, I, I don't think that Meyer is is the 1-1 one, one slam dunk either. I don't think he's Mize or Rutschman or, 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 you know, Strasburg or Harper or whatever. Like, I don't think he's at that level in a tier on his own either. So, um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not entirely convinced I wouldn't have Lighter as my personal 1-1. One, one. I, I just, you know, it, it's, I don't think it's that easy this year. Um, with a slam dunk guy. So I, I don't know. I I could absolutely see them taking Meyer and that would probably be the right thing to do. I just, I don't know.
3: We're well, looking through like the top, you know, yeah. Like the guys that you're seeing, you know, one through eight, just about everywhere. I mean, it's like, you could probably take Davis out as far as being like a one or two pick probably, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. And and it seems like Rocker is is out of that group as well. But other than that, yeah, I mean, you could kind of look at Watson, Mayer, Lawler, House, Leiter. You could you could Job maybe take your picture. But what
2: it, like what if you have Davis graded one half grade lower than everybody else, and he says he'll sign for four million dollars?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Is that worth it to you? I don't know. No. Like, I don't. I'm not in those rooms. But like that's that's why you can't count anybody out right now in that top tier. I don't think.
3: And that might be the scheme for like, okay, instead of the 250s, maybe we think we've got a 55 and then we get the right. 50 later, yeah, right?
2: Right. Yep. Yep.
3: I always look at drafting in the top three or four,
1: like buying real estate, okay? You, you rarely get in trouble overpaying. You get in lots of trouble by trying to be the smartest guy in the room when someone offers <laughs> you certain value for something and you pass up close, you know, you pass up. Much better real estate, right? Than the idea that you think you're getting a deal, okay? okay. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> you know, look, I understand that at thirty, I understand reaching when risk makes sense. Okay. There's, it's like investing in real estate. You have, I'll use risk in this. Say risk in this way. There's risk, and there's calculated risk. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Try, try to make a calculated risk and for sure in the top three or four you have to take calculated risk mm-hmm. and that's why i discussed what they have done well in the past few years is they've resisted to try to be the smartest guy in the room and they've just done something that even if it didn't work out perfect it would still work out well mm-hmm. so Somebody drafted a guy two space two two picks behind us or three picks behind us that ended up being better, but my guy still ended up playing in the show and was a contributing major league average player. You can't be mad at that, okay? Right.
2: Yeah. Because you got when, a good big leaguer yeah, when,
1: when you're when you're doing the the Avila tanking team building, you know roster philosophy.
3: You can't
1: miss. Okay, so yeah.
3: not not in the first round, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, well, gotta have it. That's that's right, B. You can't when you're terrible in all the other rounds, you have to be good in the first round. It, yeah. it, right. Because they tried those things, you know. I mean, you could look at yeah. I mean, you could look at Meadows. You can look at the Rivera deal, Rivera, yeah. Like they remember tried when he was good for two things. weeks this year. Yeah, yeah. 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 By yeah. the way, yeah. a really smart guy, he hit two home runs over the weekend.
1: <laughs> I was having this discussion a few weeks ago, and a really smart guy named Brian Sikowski said to me. You know, if you hit a dude in the first round, nobody remembers how you fucked up the rest of the draft. Yep,
3: yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. I think that's a perfect philosophy for the Tigers to embrace. Like, you if just,
2: you get a dude at three, you could do whatever the fuck you want the rest of the that's way. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All
3: your schemes and plans for later yeah. on. Go ahead. Let you me know. ask you something. How true is that?
2: Yeah. I, if, you, if you get a six or better with your first pick, no one will give a single shit. What what else happened? Right. I, 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 and if you get win. if you get a five, also if you get a six and a five, it's hailed as the best draft your organization's ever had. There you go. You know, well, like really, that's what we're talking about here.
1: So <laughs> should, understanding the philosophy of David Chad, who's really making this pick, by the way. Um, and you know, if you understand what major league teams are doing right now, they've divided their front office into two camps. And, and in fact, I think, you know, Co- Cody Stegen even told me this, that they have Chad is is doing the draft in one camp, and Avila and Littlefield are prepping for the trade deadline in the other camp. And all we can hope for is that they make no trades. So, <laughs> um, <It's> but,
3: mean. <laughs>
1: so I, I would... So should we feel pretty comfortable with the idea then that the top four on their list they'll be choosing from are Marcelo Mayer, Jack Leiter, Jordan Lawler, and uh, what was it Brady House, right?
3: So well, then I, you got Jackson Job, yeah. Well, I, I just cannot, in all honesty, if you I don't either, I just, but I can't <laughs> see them taking Jackson
1: Job. I just really can't. I hope not. I think not. Because I promise you if they do, they will not be employed by the time he makes his first start in the major league. Uh,
2: no, I, I mean, I don't, I think that you, you have the, the top list there. Correct. For the most part. I, I don't know. Like I haven't seen their board, you know, I'm not like a uh, breaking news here. I just, we can right. speculate and make educated guesses. I, I just, I think that Meyer or Leiter would be the guy if they were there. Uh, I think they like Brady House more than Lawler, though I'm not 100% positive on that. And I think, you know, Jackson Job is, like, high on their board, but I think that they'd prioritize bats. Just
1: to show you what a a good year is, what a good year 2021 is, you got – so if we're not going to include Job, you're not including Kumar Racker, who I watched them. Let me tell you, that, that slider, that's a sixty-plus pitch, dude. That's playing anywhere, yeah.
2: okay? He's so um, good at spotting it, man. His breaking it, ball, like his like breaking ball location, decision, and execution is like elite.
3: Yeah. but does was, that
2: play at this level at the show? Is the yes. question?
1: That pitch plays anywhere. Yeah, I I I, tend
2: to agree with you. And to
1: to be really honest, the biggest worry I have about passing on Kumar Rocker is the fact that, you know, he comes from an athletic family. He understands work ethic well. They get him in better shape, and they tighten up his mechanics a little bit, and his fastball starts really playing all the time between 94 and 97, and his command with his fastball improves. That's a dude with that breaking ball, man. Hell yeah,
2: it is. Hell yeah. And he's
1: got the makings of a decent change too. So yep. he, he's there's a lot of upside in that. So if he goes to the right pitching ward, he can be very, very good. Then you have a kid who I asked you about two weeks ago because you know how much I love him is Khalil Watson. That that's that's a yeah. lot of firepower. There, that's a right?
2: fucking that's a swing.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, ooh. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> ooh, down, like that's that, a mm. that's a swing,
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: and that's a
1: speed. Yeah, It's yep. an athlete.
3: Yep. I don't know
1: if he's going to stay it short. That might be a stretch, but even at second, that's good
2: yep. truth. Yeah. Oh man, it's a ooh. I mean, like that's if we were lining up swing, like aesthetically pleasing swings oh, yeah. in this class. I mean, who would you have? Who would you have above? But now it's important to remember that a pretty swing doth not a hit or make. (laughs) But he has the makings of of a good hit tool. He's got some juice there. He's an explosive athlete. It's it's fucking fun. But he's the guy with the least amount of track record. That dude came out of fucking nowhere last summer. Mm -hmm. Um, So we did not have anything much with him moving up, like growing up. Uh, But it's been loud. It's been loud all the the whole way. So, and, yeah. and he's played against the least competitive competition. Is that fair or not? Yeah, it's not been great. I, I I don't know if it's like the worst league in the country, but like it's it's not been fantastic for him.
1: Compared uh, to
2: what other other top choices are playing against? Yes, yeah, that's fair. Is he from
3: North Carolina?
2: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wake Forest
1: oh, yeah. High Wake School. Wake
2: Forest. Yep. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yep. So yeah. it, there's quite a and just before we start diving into what we might see, you know, down in the thirties for the Tigers to make their next two picks, this seems to be a very rich top 60 of, of prep shortstops,
2: mm-hmm. et cetera. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's been wild, man. Um, uh, honestly, like I, I know I kind of like sound like a stoner there, but like, it's, it's been, it's been wild, bro. Um, <laughs> This year, and I remarked on this a couple months ago uh, in one of our draft things, but this year I think is going to be that weird bubble year as a result of, mostly because of COVID, where for so long the draft had been trending college, 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 forever. Like, if you're not the top ten high school player, go to college. Like, that had been the trend. Uh, The draft had been heavy college. And now this year it's going to be heavy high school. And it's going to be heavy high school early and often, I think. And then next year, we're probably going to go right the fuck back to college. (laughs) But we're in this weird bubble year because this is the one little blip where we have more data on high school players than we do on college players. And so scouts feel more comfortable because they have more looks at these guys. And the data teams feel more comfortable because they have more data on these high school guys. And these college guys who we thought were good are actually not good and who we thought weren't good seems to be like they are, and we don't have enough data to explain those, like, trend paths. And so I think it's going to be a weird, like, Hmm. all right, we're just going to say, fuck it, try our hand at six high school players early, and uh, we'll just go right back to the college well next year after we have this full summer of Cape Cod and Team USA and and, and all that stuff, and then a full fall, too, to get more track, man. So Um,
1: it seems to be what you're saying is teams that have historically – been very sharp at evaluating talent there there's going to be some really good players in the second in the cap the second and the third round that people are going to miss and uh some there's going to be some teams that get some really good players down there that you know historically sharp
2: and the uh super 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 heavy modeling teams are going to take a bunch of players we've never heard of um You know, like, just today, I got a text from a buddy who was like, hey, Astros are going to take this guy in the fourth. And I had never heard of this person. Oh, yeah. You know, and it was just like, that's the ad. They're like, they don't even have scouts anymore, really. You know, so they're taking all these data guys who pop up just on the numbers, and no one's ever, you know, no one's heard of them. Um, So, like, watch out for that, too. But, (laughs) yeah, I would tend to side with, like, you know, I'm a data-friendly dude. I would just, I would tend to side with, like, multiple in-person looks from good evaluators that also meshes with analytics um, over just numbers. But that's just me.
3: Well, uh, and, then you, and then you hope in, you know, the college guys, yeah, in the second, yeah, third, fourth, yep. and fifth round, other people aren't onto it as, as well as you are with the data, and maybe you land something that no one saw. Yeah, you, you kind of hope there's more variance there that allows you to pluck yeah. somebody that no one else will see. Yeah, There's so, going to be
2: some dudes who, like, there's going to be some college guys taking in like, the fourth or fifth, who were maybe first rounders entering the spring who had bad springs mm-hmm. and they're going to go in the fourth or fifth and actually end up being good because this bad spring was actually just the blip in the data, but yeah. we didn't have enough data to know that this was just the blip and not like who he is. Yeah. You know? So yeah. we're going to like, there's going to be some, Oh, well fuck. I shouldn't have moved that dude down from 18 to like one Cause he had a shitty spring. Like we're going to see that I think too, like give it three years, but yeah. So regardless, yeah. regardless of of who those guys are, tell us a few
1: players that are less well known. Guys, say from 30 to 90, there's some guys that you like that you've maybe seen for a while
2: or uh, that 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 might be intriguing. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the draft board here so I can just work right off of it. Uh, 30 to 90. Let's see. I, I mean, are we talking in terms specifically of like, are we, who are we assuming the Tigers take? Do you want me to go from that angle or is it just guys i like? Well, I want you to tell me some
1: guys you like, and I have a list of like, uh, nine guys that I think will be down there. Although you and I both agree that Bednar is thrown so well, it'll be pretty tough for him to be. Down yeah. To 30.
2: I, I, that was probably a guy at 32 or whatever, but now I don't, I don't know if he is anymore. Um, shit, man, there's some intriguing college in here that kind of gets lost in all the prep. Uh, I'm, I'm a big Spencer Schwellenbach fan. Uh, I, part of that is, uh, is bias. Like I know the kid a little bit. Um, but I, I also think he's really fucking good at baseball. So,
1: um, and Spencer Schwallenbach is the two way player from Nebraska, plays short and pitches,
2: right? Yes. Yeah. And I think that his most likely like highest upside path forward is is on the mound. Um but in that same breath I think there's a chance he could be a starter. So you know, if you uh if you believe in the Stuff and, and I buy the athleticism. I think he's repeatable. I think he does it pretty easy. Uh, I think he has feel for a third pitch, though he didn't need to throw it much this spring. Um, I think it's relatively fresh the arm. I, I just I buy it. So I, I think there's a chance that like you know a, a like a low five type of starter, like like a number four number number five type of starter um, upside there. And like if you believe that, then why not target that uh, if, if you're with your second pick? Uh, wherever that may be. Um, to make a long story short, I like Spencer Schwellenbach. Um, shit, man. I, James Wood, we have at 49. And, like, th- there was, like, a three-week to four-week stretch last summer where James Wood was the best player on earth. Um, and it was it was absurd. It, it was, like, uh, dudes hitting home runs on fastballs at his eyes, dudes hitting home <laughs> runs on breaking balls below his knees. It was like a left-handed Vlad Guerrero who was, like, making it look okay in center at times. Uh, and he's huge, and it it's faded away, and he did not have a great spring down at IMG. But it's – shit, man. I, I don't think he's going to – I think someone's going to grab him in the first round. I don't know who, but someone's going to take that dude. I don't think he'll be in play for, like, the Tiger second pick. But that dude's got – there's a lot of players who go up and down in the spring and up and down and throughout the course of the, the ranking process. But like very few of them are ever like the best player on the planet. And that dude <laughs> for a stretch was the best player on the planet. Um, so like, I, I mean, it's.
3: And that's huge. raw power with him too, right? Yeah. It's massive. He man. can run. It's, it's yeah. Left-handed. He's, he's, he's
2: massive too. Like as a human being, um, I think he's, Oh, wow, Probably yeah. like if he's not a corner outfielder, he's he's a first baseman uh, more so than he's a center fielder. Um, but, but either way, man, the bat the bat upside is massive there. Hmm. Uh, um, shit, I don't know. Um,
1: it's, it's an interesting player, thirty seven.
2: Yeah, uh, we have Thatcher Hurd at sixty three. I like that dude a lot. Um, SoCal right-handed pitcher, high school kid. It's a spin profile. You know, he's six four. 200 or something like long, projectable, what it looks like type of body. Uh, 90, 93. The velo did not spike this spring like we thought it might, so that's not rocketed him up in the first round like it like it could have. Uh, but either way, it's, he does it pretty easy. This, the slider spin is is well over 3,000 consistently. Um, hmm. There's just some spin efficiency inconsistencies, and I think with the right pitching dev, that's going to be a fucking hammer. And I think he'll throw harder, and I just I love that as a give that dude two million bucks at your second pick and develop the fuck out of him like type of play. I Um, I
1: I, I don't I don't want to. I'd like to always bring this discussion in, and Brandon, you'll remember his first name better than me. What was the relief pitcher we had last year, McKay? What was we got from Seattle? That yeah,
3: David McKay. Oh, David McKay. Remember
1: what his spin profile was?
3: Yeah, it was like thirty one (laughs) hundred.
1: Yeah. I just want people to understand. Well, well,
3: I mean, that goes. You could also compare him to like, you know, I mean, that's like Ray Rivera. Like they saw that giant number exit velocity, and all they I kept just, it, bad, you know.
1: Look, McKay was ninety-three, ninety-five with thirty-one
3: hundred RPM slider, and he was terrible. I so, heard a I heard a band aid ripping sound every time he threw it too. <laughs> right. All, all I mean by that is, is that it. It's nice to have good
1: data but you also have to have baseball aptitude
2: to go with
1: data and you know so it's it's fun to use the data as a guideline when you're drafting it for sure when you can get a guy you know third round fourth round that has numbers like that it you would like to think the right board can polish a guy like that and now that you have chris fetter creating the pitching protocol for the Tigers.
3: Guys like that seem more intriguing. That's my answer. I mean, I think the other thing about Chris Fetter, too, is that, I mean, he might be the best guy to exploit, you know, the low spin pitchers, too, which have been, you know, widely overlooked. And, um, you know, we're going to see a lot of guys lose spin here pretty quickly, and we're seeing it already at the major (laughs) league level. I mean, I guess this is a good question for brian i mean i are you seeing big concerns for that about you know prep pitchers like i mean are are people like checking job's hands after this thing or uh you know what are they what are, what is the concern about how far this is reached uh, honestly god man like um
2: the biggest it's funny that you asked that considering I had a call about it today
3: oh, yeah. um
2: <laughs> it's it's like the biggest concern as far as the the checking hands and shit goes is, like, people concerned about what perfect game umpires are going to do this upcoming, like, tournament season. <laughs> not yeah. like,
0: oh, man, you know, I don't know, well, man, I don't know. is
2: is Job's slider actually good or not? Like, I haven't heard that at all. But yeah. I've heard, like, hey, so, you guys checking hands this summer? You know, right. like, shit like that. So, I, I
3: right, right, like, you know, <laughs> 2,900 will still be fine, but if we can go yeah, 3,200, yeah. it looks real good.
2: <laughs> right, yeah, it's because it's, 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 like, the exact opposite, like, you asked the question expecting me to come at it from one way and it was the, the, it was not that way so that's why i was laughing <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no,
3: I, no. I don't
1: want to digress too deep into this cuz i want to get back to players talking about the draft but you know this it's kind of an anomaly cuz i i would feel very confident that going into 2022 there's going to be three or four uh Grip protocols let's say or or grip substances that they're gonna approve between major league baseball and uh the m l b p a and everything will be fine. they'll come up with three things everyone can live with, and we'll move on and I'm sure it'll be the same three things
3: the perfect game
1: allows starting next summer, so right <laughs>
3: I, I, yeah. I think this, this all, is a all that's required is a, all that's required is a protocol like some kind of actual standard that everyone yeah. can. Can yeah adhere to, uh, to put you know put it literally. How about the fact <laughs> they didn't have a meeting to do that right now? Just yeah. goes to show you. I mean, Bauer's been trying to sell them on this you know spray machine in the dugout idea for three or four years now. According to him, I mean, it makes sense. Like, yeah, why not? Whatever.
1: Well, but my, I don't think that's crazy either. You know, no, not at all. I don't know. I think all of us that have been in the game understand. Look. Some type of grip enhancement, whether it's pine tar, whether it's suntan lotion, whether it's suntan lotion and rosin, I never – all the pitchers I knew, including the one that grew up in my house, I never, I never met a pitcher
2: that loved rosin.
1: Never! Rosin makes the – They, like,
2: wet their hair. Like, yeah. put water in their hair before gosh they walk like out
1: that. and get, get gripped
2: that way. Oh, yeah. guys yeah. like that. A little gel, yeah. maybe. Yeah.
1: They like yeah. buddy,
2: they like hair gel. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. That, but that was before, before the idea. Hair. That was before the idea that they were like increasing spin. That was like literally just to get a better grip to throw
3: strikes. Like,
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. It was really the weaponization of it by yeah everyone but, tracking Right. It, being able well, to experiment want, that took this to the nines. Yeah. You yeah.
2: Wanna,
1: you want to give them thirty seconds on what happens when it's thirty-nine degrees out on. Uh, <laughs> Or, or, or like and Pontiac Trail and you're playing a game and you oh, man. A, kid, a kid like Porter's throwing 96 and, and it's 39 degrees and you if you didn't have some grip enhancement, how uh, terrified would parents be when kids were getting in the box when the ball's like a cue ball on a day like that?
2: He was like up to 98 in his first start and it was as you described. We were at Catholic Central. It was like... 39 and windy and he was he sprayed it like he he walked like 20 dudes this spring and like five of them were in that first start or something yeah um and he was spraying it and it was like i don't think he hit anybody i don't know if he hit he might have hit two people all season but it was like you know i like you know you're not like scared for anybody but you sure as fuck don't want to be in the box either yeah. you know yeah. i
1: can't yeah. i can't my kid bringing
2: gas for his era of playing,
1: and we were in Toledo, and it was about thirty-four. Okay, oh. I was terrified. Oh yeah, that he was going to kill someone.
2: He's gonna <laughs> fucking hurt this kid forty-five it, it, feet away. Yeah,
1: it, uh, yeah. It, for those of you that don't understand what I'm saying, the next time in the middle of winter, take a hardball, go stand outside for five minutes with it in your hands, and then rub. Try to rub it up a little bit and. Tell me how you can get a good grip on it relative to when it's sixty. Okay, <laughs> yeah. it is. If you're I a baseball it. person, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And having a kid who already has compromised control at that age to begin with, and he's throwing super hard, and that ball is slick, man. Mm, and you go, only get two of them for the whole yeah, game. Yeah, go go take a cue ball and think about trying to throw fastballs with it it's it's not a real fun Mm-mm. spot and it's not fun for the 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 pitchers you know people
2: teams and, feel like they're not, they're in not there. Fun
1: for the hitters people so all right let's get back a couple a couple more players and then i want to ask you about a few that i thought would potentially be available between 32 and 37 because that's what people who listen to us like to know absolutely yeah. so who here, in fact, let's let's just default to that. Let me throw sure. a few notes out for you. Gotcha. Uh, um
2: Mike McGreevy. Yeah, I think he's he's way gone. I think. You he's you think gonna he's go way th- gone by thirty two? Yeah, I think he's gonna go super high. Uh he's an analytics darling. Um he's the dude who like to put this in broad strokes, like He's the guy that analytics teams feel like is the exception to the rule with college pitchers and that they can, like, double project on him. Usually you cannot double project things on the college players. They're already too close to what they are. But this is the dude who the analytics are telling people, like, this dude is has a chance to be the fucking Bieber. Like, that jump of guy. Uh,
1: it's um, good stuff, but more touch and feel, too, though, yes.
2: right? Yep, it's very much like... Forty five to fifty five grades across the board on his stuff, uh like a ninety ninety two guy. Um, but it's I, I don't know. This is just you know what you hear. Um but yeah, he, I think he's gonna go like potentially top twenty even, uh if not in the top twenty five. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Um Matt Matt what's what's the kid from Florida? Matt Mikulski? Yeah, I,
2: yeah, I think he's a dead reliever. Which is like, it depends on how you value that. I think he's got a chance to be really fucking good. Um, I think he's got a chance to be like what Garrett Crochet is as a reliever. If you were but, of him out. Yeah, but like Garrett Crochet is going, the plan for Garrett Crochet is still to develop him as a starter. But like, if you just took Garrett Crochet as is as a reliever, that's what I think Mikulski could be. Um, yeah. But, like, how do you value that on a team that still isn't in the playoffs? Like, you know, I, I don't know. That feels like a guy that if the Tigers had lost in the ALDS last year and, like, this fucking hammer dick lefty reliever could really help them now and in the next couple of years, like, the window's right here, then, then maybe. Uh, but I, I don't know if the Tigers are, are in that window yet. Um, yeah. So, I, like, I think he's good. I, I'm not saying he's not. I just I don't yeah, know I, I- if, I
1: weirdly would disagree with you a little bit about that because if you're you know, I, I I'm not saying I'm a Hinch whisperer, but I kinda get him. And if you've watched what he's done with the bullpen already, mm. the idea of having a superpower bullpen yeah. is very much
2: It's a appealing
1: a priority of how he wants to build his team. Give and, the start, and,
2: give those young starters a lot of fucking leash, you know, because you have that bullpen. And,
1: yeah, and and you know that's why, as much as I like to have discussions about, if you ask me who who you're going to trade, I always like to bring up the Fulmer Neros Soto to trade. But when, if you want to dream on the Detroit Tigers, okay, and think that by next July. Torkelson will be at first, and Riley Green is somewhere in right or center. Okay, and their pitching is pretty damn good. Let's say they draft Jack Leiter. All right, now all of a sudden Jack Leiter is in the rotation by July next year. The Tigers get super interesting if they have one or two more two more power relievers behind those three guys. All of a sudden, you're, you're you know, as soon as they can add two legitimate hitters, they don't even have to be at their max. They just have to be slightly above major league average next year. That team is a lot more interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, add a couple more Grossmans, man. Then all of a sudden, it gets fun. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And and you know, my my
3: listen, I don't even know if Grossman will be on the team next July. He might yeah. not. But I mean, you look at been. what what they've done so far. I mean, it's I mean, it's remarkable how much of it seems to have to do with with the coaching staff. Because you look at the actual right. level on the field, and it's still grim. You know, there's like. Okay, seven,
2: I just looked I, at I just looked at the box score tonight. Both Castros still play, huh?
3: Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> how about this? Ready? We're getting yeah. our offerings from Eric Haas and Jake Rogers the last week. <laughs> it, <laughs> I didn't not predict any of that. Here's the weirdest
1: thing I don't understand. I mean, and you, I love love Hitch. All right, you're, you, it's rare when I don't have a few things to say about something about that. He's been a 10, all right? Oh, but yeah. Harold Castro is five for 51. Is the Harold Castro 15 minutes expired yet? It, yeah, it's, it's, been, like,
3: it's been a couple hours,
1: yeah. Can, can we go and play him at shortstop? What are you, are, are you crazy? Are you, I see the father that's playing his kid at short. Well, then you look at this. Ready.
3: The kid's the left-handed. Next, Stop it! Oh, <laughs> you know, the entire so, pitching it. staff is decimated, and they're letting you know. I mean, I'm not going to lament Bo Burroughs, but you're letting Bo Burroughs go to keep Harold Castro, Ooh. Nomar Mazzara. Dude, what are we going to do? Who's pitching in the second half here? My God,
1: I, I, I don't I
3: know. I, I Drew Hutchinson, but my point yeah. about right, but, Drew VerHagen
1: coming Steve back, Ryan, is say if you can get a guy like Mikulski at 37, it, it's and you think that he could pitch in the show and relief next summer at at the break or after? Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a terrible use of the pick. So, it, it, do, are there other guys I like? Yeah, I mean, I was talking, I've talked to you about other players. I mean, I like Gavin Williams just because. Damn,
2: oh, well, no chance.
1: But I think he's no not,
2: chance. He's,
1: he's yeah, going oh. to be between eleven and,
2: and eighteen now. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah, he's way gone. He's, uh, he's got he's got a medical. With two other good secondaries now. He's he's got a medical thing. Um, I don't know exactly what it is, and I'm not gonna like. I don't know, uh, but there's a medical thing. So I don't I don't know if he's gonna go quite as high as the stuff dictates, but he's gonna go way before 30. So he he used to have command issues, right? Yes, that was the deal. He was like a reliever. This is his first year as a real starter. Um, and he was always a reliever because he, he couldn't throw strikes. Uh, and then now all of a sudden it's like a two walks per nine guy with like three pluses. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, holy
1: shit. is this he's like six big.
2: six, two twenty. Like it's a big motherfucker. You know, like,
1: I think, I think he threw against the White- lighter. He did. I mean, him in life—you don't see something like that very that often. That
2: was fun. Yes. Man.
1: Yeah. Holy smokes! So that was—I really liked that. Now let's talk about a couple of a couple of bats that actually three bats that I really like. I'm I'm very in love. After really studying and watching a little video, I really like this kid
2: Trey Sweeney. So talk mm-hmm. to me about him. Uh, he was kind of like. Uh, um Last year, he was a bit of a guy, rising up a little bit. It's like it has not been like a – he didn't just pop up this spring, is what I'm saying, but it it has been a bit of a slower burn. Um, big left-handed hitting shortstop, smooth athlete, not extremely twitchy, but a good athlete for a dude who's that big. Uh, like, came into a bunch of power this spring. It's a good swing. Like, he's a good swing decision guy. Um Maybe probably, the bat swing decision guy. Yeah, like probably not a shortstop, but like who cares? Yeah, if, you know, with him, third base um, left field would be fine. Yeah, 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 I think third base is fine. I, I just like I don't know if he's going to be like that super twitch, rangy enough to play short. But like, if you if you're okay with him being a 45 defender at short, then yeah, he can play short. Um, you know, Carlos Correa plays short, but. but you know, Corey Seager plays short or whatever. It's playing short's not as big of a deal. Anyways, anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. That's it a different discussion. Hit, hit. Like, yeah, can you bang? Like, sure, <laughs> bro, play short. Like, I, I, yeah, you said you're a
1: shortstop? Okay. Like, <laughs> All right. So talk a little bit about your boy who you've seen since he was a kid and who is going somewhere between 30 and 50. Talk to us about Alex Mooney.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um obviously had a really good spring. I think he did most of what he needed to do to cement his draft stock. He um, showed off more power. He needed to do that, but he still showed off the hit ability. I I think he's like a really good, like bag of fives. Um, I think he's going to hit. I think he's going to have enough power. Uh, He's got an above average arm. He's a good runner. He's a plus runner. Um, And, you know, I don't... I think he can play short and I think the worst case scenario is he's a really good second baseman. And I also think he's such a good athlete that he could play center field, but I don't see any reason to move him. I think he's kind of going to play shortstop. Um, I, I just like, you know, I think that goes right where you said, Mark, I, I, I know the Tigers have been out to see him repeatedly as they should. He's right there, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a a solid everyday major league baseball player who plays for a long time. Um, I, I know I'm privy to a little bit more being as, you know, I've coached him and just seeing the makeup, seeing uh, the character, uh, the the type of person that he is from the type of environment that he comes from is, uh, yeah, I would, I would le. I would like bet the the upside there over betting the downside there. It's
3: a soft, solid pick. He's yeah. gonna get what he. He's gonna get everything out of himself. Kind of.
2: Yes, guy. and he's got good tools. Like it's not a you know, if, if there isn't a bunch of sixes, people question the tools. But like a bunch of fives is still pretty fucking toolsy guy. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't know, man. I I don't. Yeah. I think he's fucking good. I would take Yeah. Him
1: yeah, yeah. It's hard to talk about your own kid. I would just take him there. Limited, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: just from my limited, you know, perspective, like he just doesn't look like he does it. He he just looks like he does everything well. Like he does yeah. doesn't like blow your mind. But everything's yeah. good. I don't see uh see many weaknesses and you think you think you know, right? I have that kid there. <laughs> Is
1: McOscy coming in for his
2: draft party or
3: what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's actually uh, he's actually got to go to Duke. They mm-hmm. mandate uh, they mandate that their incoming freshmen do summer school. So he's going to Duke like like soon soon. Now? Yeah. So whether he gets drafted and and ends up signing or not, he's going to Duke first. He's got to be there.
3: Huh. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, so it's not it, – not every college does it. Uh, Duke's one of the few – well, it's probably not the few, but Duke's in the minority still. By
3: the way, I
2: don't think he'll be having a bad time at Duke. No, no. He, you know, he's going <laughs> to take, take summer yeah. school. Uh, he's going to go to uh, – or he's going to be, uh, you know, doing summer ball workouts or whatever the hell they do. And, yeah, I'm sure he'll have a nice time. But but his ultimate decision will probably be made from uh, Rally Durham or, you know, believe it or not, 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 uh, Orchard Lake or or Rochester Hills or whatever. Hmm. All right. Here, here's a kid. I don't know how much you know about him, but I know
1: he can bang a little bit. How about, uh, Aaron Zavala from Oregon?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a, one of those performance risers where like all of a sudden when you bang your tools look better than when you didn't,
0: uh, (laughs) you know, and like,
2: that's just reality. Like all of a sudden when you're, you're kind of down on a guy because he's not a center fielder because you're not in love with the bat, but like if you really love the bat, then it's like oh well, but right field's pretty good too, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like it, 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 that's the way the scouting ends up going. Um, but I mean, he's he's really performed. He's hit. He's hit for power. Uh, he, he, I believe he's got a ton of walks, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, yeah, I think he'll for be Ash in play walks Yeah, I think he'll. He. I think he's in play there. I don't know if he'll go quite that high. I would imagine he may be more. Where do they pick in the third? Yeah, like
1: you
2: know, they pick like what sixty-five or some shit. You know,
1: seventy, I
3: think. Yeah, yeah, seventy-four.
2: Yep. Yeah, so like uh, you know, I don't know if he'll go a whole lot before then, if at all. So I, 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 you know, I don't know. This the the performance guys, you never know. Um, That's the ultimate like safe, defensible cop out guy when you can't decide. Uh, is the dude with massive numbers? Um, so like when when you know, like if you hit the panic button you're like fuck I don't know who to take. Bam performance guy. And yeah. then like if he's like a, if he's like a low four it's like oh man but he fucking mashed see. Um, yep. We you know, just missed there just yes missed. damn we just mm, fell in love with the tools you know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah like, so I I don't know if they'll go I don't know if they'll have to target him at 39 if they if they love him you know what I mean. Yeah, well
1: yeah, I mean it it listen, they they did a pretty good job on last year's draft, okay. Um I think some you know, look, I, I was never a huge trade cruise guy. I was talking with someone tonight and I, I looked at the West the West Michigan averages and uh Meadows was hitting one twenty eight, Cruz was hitting one oh seven and they were hitting one two and Jose King was hitting 200 in the nine-hole, and the person I said it to went, "Yeah, it's uh, it's like having three pitchers in a row come up." <laughs> 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 and uh, that person shall remain
3: nameless, but it was <laughs> funny as hell. Let's just in, say, in, 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 in Trey Cruz's defense, I, I didn't really want him either, but he's barely played either. You know, he was yeah. like, he's about 65 was... at bats into it now, Brandon. So it's not like. Hey, I wanted Anthony Servideo. He went right after him, and I'm not happy still. But you know, but, sorry,
1: oops. I'm probably not going to be upset in the long term about that much to either. But here's my answer: the other the other five guys have been uh, pretty good, and the other thing I think that everybody's finding out about a lot of guys in the minor leagues is, you know, that second month is. It's a big equalizer. Guys start getting tired about it. Bad a hundred, and they've been playing five, six days a week. I, I saw people were mad that you know Green and Dingler did not play tonight, and they had an off day yesterday, and, I, and they were. And I'm like, dude, no, that's actually smart. Okay, yeah, yeah. Fucking grinding, relax, like crazy. Give them two days in a row off. Start it. Damn off. right. Are you kidding me? I mean, you're in
3: Erie, Pennsylvania. You get, you know, it takes a day or two to find some, you know, real fun and entertainment to blow off some. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> it's, it's like you—you, you, it's not just being physically
1: tired; it's being mentally tired. All right. Yeah. And the interesting thing was, Green was just mashing the last three or four games. But you know, you're 160, 170 at bats into it. You've been playing every damn day now for seven weeks. You're a couple of days off is a good thing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. Um. they got plenty of time to play. It's like, I, you know, people sometimes, it's like when I make fun of hitting Meadows and Trey Cruz at the top of the lineup there, and it's like, I know why they're hitting top of the lineup. I know why Zach Short's leading off tonight. Because the entire premise of the minor leagues is you have guys that you want them to get it bats,
3: dude. They don't care for yeah. wins that much. They yeah. want development. And see, so feel- if the- the same people who are complaining about that were mad when uh you know Parker Meadows was, was batting ninth last year, you know. Like, right. They're making yeah. a bunch all the time. It's like, no, they're this is what they're supposed to do. Put them at the top of the order. It's what like happens, you know? it's like I laugh when Josh Lester is hitting seventh.
1: Of course Josh Lester's gonna hit seventh. He's not a prospect anymore. His He's got three kids and a mortgage. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I mean, is Josh Lester deserved to be hitting seventh in Erie? Fuck no. He deserves to be hitting fifth. <laughs> But what what's the point of wasting the at bats? Yeah. So, you know, it, people don't understand player development. That you know, there's other things. It's like when people want to yell and scream at me all day about Miguel Cabrera. Like Bob Page is is mad because Miguel Cabrera is getting. And I'm like, dude, you know, can you can you take your seventy year old self that's been out of Detroit for forty five years and go away? I mean, why are we having this discussion? It's The guy's a first bail at Hall of Famer. He, shit, he was hitting 297 for the month of June, basically just trying to hit singles. Leave him the hell <laughs> alone already, okay?
2: Yep.
3: Well, address fucking it. and relax. yeah like, when the, relax. The, when the Tigers are within two games of first place in I'll July. I'll about it. Yeah, exactly. Okay?
2: <laughs>
1: when they're reeling them up to the plate and we're two games out of first, yes,
2: I'll be yelling about it. But, I, will, I promise I will make a comment. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But they're gonna win seventy games. Shut up, okay? Yep.
2: Uh, <laughs> let them fucking
1: hit. Yeah. yeah, I'm and, with you, man. Yeah. Ask me if the other eight guys in the lineup are mad
3: that Miguel's hitting three or four. <laughs> <Because they're>, yep. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yeah. They worship him as their personal god at this point. Right. You know? Yeah. Exactly. You think anybody's gonna bitch? Yeah. Like honestly. Yeah. You know, and Both of those guys, you know, <laughs> didn't know damn well that their, uh, you know, their their hold on their spot is not real strong. So yeah. We're right. not going to be complaining. It's pretty much Badu and, you know, Grossman and Candelario out there right now, and nobody else matters it's not, at all, you know? It's well, fucking
2: good, to kill Badu. I mean,
3: man. It, yeah. I mean, it, he never went away. He kind of felt like he started to go away, but nope. I mean, uh, fuck, still just, bro. Yep. Still producing, man. Yep. And he's 22. He came here straight from high A. This is ridiculous, to be yeah. honest. What if, he's, what if he's a fucking. I mean, this is the thing. You know, this is oh, what I- happens,
2: right? Like, yep. what if, you know, sometimes this is what happens when teams fucking just build up, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, what if this is the weird fucking, like, everyday guy that they here, here. Yep.
3: they've Yeah, been, we've been waiting on one. They've had five years to find one. Which, yeah. You know, no reason not to experiment in every way. And, yeah, they just kind of, you know, kind of had one drop in their lap. Shout out to John Verberg on Twitter. This <laughs> <yeah. laughs> was the first guy oh, yeah. I
2: saw. Yeah, yeah. brought him up. When he was still I still work fan. for John. Mm.
1: John's got a good eye, man. I've been, with, I've been to a game with John. John's got a good – John's strong. But, I mean, he, here's what I'll say to you. I, I You know, for years I've been using, you know, the phrase process and profile. Guess what? If you consistently look for players using a profile of a player, a player that walks a lot, a player that has athletic twitch skills, uh, you know – a pl- yeah. There's ve- and you keep repeating the profile over and over. Guess what happens sometimes? You hit on a few. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and, and the fact that he had plate discipline and aptitude to go with other things allowed them to coach him up. It, you know. I don't care what league you're playing in. Over 100 at bats, if you have a 500 on base percentage, I don't care if you're playing on the corner. Okay.
3: Yeah. I mean, and the guy is like what? He's like top five in the game and sprint speed as well. You know, with 55 power. <laughs> it's like yeah, this is a this is a pretty good piece to get in here. I don't know.
1: You know what? You know what, Brian? I don't think he, is, Brandon. I don't think he has 55 power this year. Because no, but he might get to it. Yeah. swing down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, he's hitting a bunch of doubles, right? Like, I yeah. mean,
2: there's juice there,
1: yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you what, in 2022, I bet he has some more power then. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. because as he grows and he gets to go through another spring and they do a few more things with him, yes, he still has the power. He just, yep. you know, they want him to put the ball in play because he's a yeah. great base runner.
3: So yeah, he'll start he'll find his own opportunities to you know to get the A swing off as he goes along I think. We've seen him hit it 430 440 at least once. Oh dude, he can you know, still run. Like, he hasn't hit he's an really apple taco bomb. Like, so this
2: was a high school kid taken in the third round of the draft that gave the Tigers Alex Viado, right? Like yeah. that's that. this is very recent history. This yeah. guy very early in his development still. Yeah.
1: And he's dude, he's hitting
2: 265
1: with a yep. 100- Forty-five at bats
3: in the show. Yeah, he's walking more than he strikes out, dude. <laughs> yep.
1: yeah. he's he's got like I, I what did I see? he's got like a twenty percent walk rate.
3: Yeah, yep, he does. I mean, he he is not swinging at anything off the plate now, and he's pretty you know he's been good at that. They start they switched to throwing him all those change ups for a while, and he had to deal with that. But yeah, he, he,
1: he jumped all over a hanger today. Yeah, so he you know yeah that's why. When I said that I don't know if Grossman will be on, you know, unless somebody's going to DH, but, you know, Akil Badu's a left fielder. Let's not confuse this here. He's not a center fielder. He's a left right. fielder right, when you're playing for real, okay? Um, and I would say that it's, it's 80% likely that Green will play right. Is that you think that's fair,
2: Brian, or not? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think that he can come up as whatever you want him to come up as. Um, yeah, I mean, probably eventually, but he's done nothing but, like, prove everybody who said that during the draft wrong so far. Yeah. So, I fuck it. Yeah, let's bring him up in center. Like, I don't... Yeah. It's a pretty good highlight <laughs>
3: reel in center so far, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, let it, him
2: play center. I don't care. If yeah. You
3: want, <laughs> if
1: you want Grossman to play center, I mean, play right next year in Green to play center, okay, you, obviously you need a... Fourth and fifth outfielder that hits right handed. And I've always said that if, you know, either Cameron or Derrick Hill is, you know, we'll see what happens to Cameron. I, I still think he's a fourth outfielder. Um, and probably a really good fourth outfielder, by the way. And yeah, I think Derrick Hill, Hill is Jake Marisnik. So um, that's why Hinch likes him. He saw exactly the same skills that Jake Marisnik had for him in Houston super glove, occasional power. Doesn't really hit if he has to play too much, but is a game changer on defense in the eighth and ninth inning when you're ahead, and yeah.
3: or it, when you're behind and you need him to steal a base, yeah, one sure. of two. Yeah, either one. He's got two.
1: It's it's when people ask me why I hate Victor Reyes so much and let me he count, he doesn't do anything.
3: Let me count the ways. But what's his carrying skill? Yeah, he just doesn't do anything. You know, he uh, he can play pepper. I mean, Vicky peppers, man. <laughs> That's
2: what it is. He's a great pepper player.
1: He, he
3: is elite is saucer, saucer, my man.
1: But, you know, Derek Hill, as a bench player, that's a game changer for you, dude. He does two things amazing, on, a, you know, on a good team. So yeah,
2: That's the fucking, yeah, I don't, and there's like, there's a universe, I still believe this, and maybe I'm off, but uh, I still think there's a universe where, like, a World Series team can win the World Series with Derek Hill playing every day and hitting ninth.
1: I don't think so. No. I don't think Derek Hill can stay healthy for a hundred well, games. Well, that's, that's <laughs>
2: fair. That's more fair than yeah. like. I just think like, assuming you know he plays a hundred and forty games or something, like I, I think he absolutely could be a fucking a- solid average player on the on the strength of his speed and defense. But yeah, if, if, if Derek Hill argument. hit
3: left-handed, he's Jared Dyson, you know, and they, yeah, and they, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, did him. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe more. Jared Dyson's
1: Jared Dyson's banker is really happy to have known him. I mean, that's 14 years in the league, all right? Yeah. So yeah. Jared Dyson made a couple of shekels. And, you know, my joke to Keenan yesterday was when he was asking about Deary Kill, I said, yeah, he'll be healthy till the next time a butterfly lands on him. But yeah, uh, sure. in the meantime, I mean, in a perfect example. So Byron Buxton comes back yesterday. Yeah. He, comes back, he comes back Saturday,
3: hits a homer. Yesterday, he gets hit in the hand. Out. Yep. It's infuriating. Is there something? I don't want to
2: fucking talk about it.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's brutal, man. Yeah. One of the most talented players this era of the last ten years. Never. How how do we scout? How do we scout bone density?
2: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) someone's fucking trying. I bet. Like. Yeah. They probably are. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't discount
3: that. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah. I don't. Man, that's just ah. yeah, it sucks. I mean, he's just so talented. I mean, he's ridiculously talented. It's
2: like you know, like who are the comparables? You know, like fucking Bo Jackson, Eric Davis. That's <laughs> it. Like you know, what if this dude didn't get hurt? He'd have been the greatest player, fucking ever.
3: Yeah, you know, like a lot of Bo Jackson clips just last night. So yeah, he's yeah, right. Eric <laughs> Davis.
2: Yeah, Eric Davis, fucking Michael Baldelli. Kind of Denver, like I Eric don't know, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. You could argue, yeah. Mick, like, Mickey Mantle's a Hall of Famer, like a top 100 player ever, but he could have been the greatest ever if he hadn't ever gotten hurt, maybe.
1: Right. But, I mean, like, They would have you had know. Surgery the way they have it now. So, yeah, yeah. All right, before we get out of here, we we kind of skipped over them, and <laughs> God knows I love them. I don't usually rave about players. The two of you know that. I rarely rave about players. I kind of reserve that for Miguel Cabrera and Mike Trout and people that great, but... Uh, jack Leiter. uh yes. i've seen him twice in the last two weeks I've seen him at not his peak i've seen him when he had ninety four to ninety six anytime he wanted it and kind of sat there um that's that's walker bueller to me that's that's a really advanced advanced Skill set and package. Brian, talk to me a little bit about this. You've watched it for a long time and seen the evolution, but talk to me about Jack
2: Lighter a little bit. Uh, I and mean, I actually love, love, like low key. This isn't actually true, but kind of true. I claim to have found Jack um, in the sense of mm-hmm. putting him on a national radar. He came to a showcase like right after his freshman year high school that I was at in South Jersey. And uh uh like was 83, 86, eighty six, four pitches for strikes, you know, kinda of small, like you know, just super advanced command. Um and then it's just progressed from there on the in the exact like path you'd want it to. He never you know, so so what? He's not small, I don't think. you, you know, but anything. anyway. anyway. Uh, it's an elite guy. I think his aptitude is off the charts. I think he's, you know, in terms of aptitude, in terms of, of obsession with his craft, like similar to Casey Mize in that sense. I think that that meshes extremely well with a guy like Chris Fetter. Yeah. Uh, it's. Just, uh, I don't know if there's would to optimize lighter better. You know, change up and going. You know, going from. Al Leiter to Scott Brown to Chris Fetter along a developmental trajectory. Like I, that's, that to me is extraordinarily enticing. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: so yeah, I, I think the breaking ball has become a plus pitch. I think it's, he's got a chance to have a plus slider along with it. Um, uh, we've seen some flashes of an idea of a changeup Mark. Like you said, it's, I think it's in there. Um, and I'm generally like, you know, we've heard Carson Fulmer, you know, whispers of like, oh, the short performance Vanderbilt righty who goes too high and then actually isn't good. But like, totally different profiles. Fulmer didn't have near the fastball quality and Fulmer could not spin the ball ever. That was the White Sox buying a changeup guy. Um, I, I think it's Walker Bueller, period. Yeah, I don't know if he's quite as projectable uh, just yeah. in terms of like projecting velocity carrying velocity, but I do agree in terms of continued development from this point forward, like that upside is fast. Yes.
3: Yep. And just yeah, just tons of pitchability. You know, I mean Yeah, I
2: mean, man. Just, like and he's a he's a fucking competitor. Like yeah, yeah, I
3: love it. Yep.
1: The only question I have about him and you I have mean, it he's about one, right? He's not he's not like
3: five nine. Yeah, you know, people are talking fine. about he he's yeah. little. Six, but, yeah. 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 yeah he's six foot tall. Like whatever. He's bigger than your Donald Ventura. That's all I need to know.
2: <laughs> yeah, like he's fucking – yeah, he's – yeah.
3: Bigger than Tim Hudson. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: You know, but he's – yeah. He, the only yeah, question – That's how fastball ask, plays well, with the shorter guy too. Like that arm angle is like – I mean, it's yep. like a flat laser beam coming True in. vertical.
2: You know. Yep, yep.
3: Carry up the, zone. Um, he, he, Like he, Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell type fastball almost.
1: Just, yeah. yeah. You just worry how durable guys like that are. You don't know. Right. It's, it's always – A question almost on any pitcher, and that's my only question. I I think the kid, if you needed him to, could pitch in the show by the All Star break next year. That's how advanced I think he is. So, um, and like if if you really pinned me down, he he would be, you know, that that's that's the highest floor player, and I think the quickest rate of return, like you
3: said it. Puts him into Torkelson, Dingler. Uh, You sign yourself a couple bats. You know, you you draft Jack Leiter, and by late next year, you're a very interesting baseball team, I think. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. This
2: is how you accelerate the timeline.
3: Yeah. I I couldn't agree more.
1: All right, guys. I uh, I want to try to wrap it up before we put everyone to sleep. Um, (laughs) Brian? Much congrats on another title. It's always the most 90 minutes that we have all summer talking about this stuff with you. I'm sure I'll hear you another 26 times
2: uh, (laughs) before the draft. Are you guys going to do a draft night thing like you did last year, you and Vinny, or no? Uh, Yeah, I don't know exactly what the plan is, but the PGTV production crew is presently kicking around ideas. The thing is, Vinny and I are both going to be on the road. Uh, Jared will also be like, we're all going to be on, on the road. Um, so we're going to be at East Cobb. It's the WWBA is happening and the draft takes place. And then we all travel to Tampa for PG national, but like, so we're trying to figure out a way to like weaponize the like scout tower at East Cobb for production (laughs) value. Uh, So we'll all like all be sitting up there talking and then like, if something happens down on one of the fields, one of us can run down to to see it, and mm-hmm. then we'll shoot back up. You know, like I, we're gonna try something or another. Uh, we'll but yes, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll yeah. Tell us about East
1: Cobb because I have been there twice, and oh, yeah. uh, it is that would be cool. Yep. It is the mecca of youth baseball in the United States. I don't think that it's unfair to say that. No, that's okay? incredible, man. It, even going to the outlying fields not on the property when you go to some high schools it's just yeah. like been a lot of colleges and god that that red clay is a beautiful freaking thing
2: dude you're damn right you're it, damn right
1: it, it even smells good now the traffic is not too fun
2: but not great no <laughs> but, but
1: but the experience in east Cobb is is very unique and pretty amazing and I still think that is the mecca of youth baseball in the United States, and I dare anyone to tell me I'm wrong about it. So, um, all right, Pete, thanks a lot for hanging out with us. Absolutely,
3: uh, I can't wait to do it again next year. Maybe and, we'll check in with you uh, after the draft, see if we can lure you back on.
2: Yep. I'm down, man. To so say when, I'll, I'll be good.
3: Yeah, awesome. you know, let's plan on doing
2: that, and let's
1: yeah. plan sure.
3: on.
2: And so, oh, B, you're not even in town.
1: I was going to say, come, come down, come down to the to the stadium and meet uh we'd like to hang out down there brandon and i and the boys but uh well you'll let us know when you're in town we'll try to work around you you yeah. got it man Absolutely. all right man thanks thanks a lot we're uh this is uh don't call it a a t-build and bless you boys podcast we'll uh we'll see you soon thanks a lot
2: not at all